Welcome to the Thursday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I am Kevin Cole. I am joined by Lee Sharp. Lee, we've had a lot of interesting, you could say, Thursday night matchups. Some legitimately great ones to start the season. Some I'll call quote-unquote traditional matchups where we have some less than desirable teams. We're, we're, we're going to new territory, I think, for this Thursday, Thursday night matchup. Um, this is being recorded at 9 p.m. on Wednesday night. So by the time you're listening tomorrow morning, uh, everyone out there, there may not be any players left at, at this point. As of now, we probably have, I don't know, uh, eight major players who are, who, are off of the, who are off of this Thursday night slate. So let's, let's try to digest this. I'm going to turn to you first. Uh, obviously, the, the injuries have hit the 49ers a lot worse than they have the Packers, and we've seen things move in that direction. But of course, this is also going to have some effect. It's mostly been on the offensive side of the ball. So the total has been, has been dropping, too. What, what have you been seeing in both directions? Yeah, um, for the... You know, the total, it opened at around 51, and now it's dropped down to 48 and a half uh, on the spread side. You know, the look ahead going into this game was a pick 'em, And uh, obviously that was before all the uh, injury and COVID-related uh, players being out for the uh, 49ers, and now it's down to Packers minus seven. So that's a very huge swing. Um, obviously, changing to the quarterback is going to be the majority of that. But even when you have a bunch of other injuries, it's it's, it's also going to further move the line. It was sitting at, you know, five and a half, six uh, earlier. But, you know, now it's gone all the way to seven with with even more information with the uh, and uh, Williams is announced today. Yeah, I mean, we, we like to think that nothing matters, but but the quarterback here. So, yeah, you mentioned the look ahead was a pick. It was at two and a half, and then it was, I guess, three-ish. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's continued to move out another four points. So let's say it moved three points because of the quarterback. Um, and some people like to say, you know, who cares? Jimmy Garoppolo like, is the same as, as Mullins. Eh, you know, the market, market disagrees slightly, but we can, see, we can see part of that. And now it's moved out much, much further. And, you know, if it was just one wide receiver or if it was one offensive lineman with Trent Williams now, now being out, maybe you wouldn't see much of a problem. But at this point, the 49ers, when you look at their, their receiving core, so we knew Kittle was going to be out, Debo Samuel's out. Then it was Kendrick Bourne out. Um, then it was Brandon Ayuk also out. So they really have uh, Trent Taylor and Richie, uh, Richie James are the two receivers that they have on their active roster right now. Uh, I mean, on you know on the the regular roster, they're probably going to have to bring up. I'm guessing Kevin White and something called River Kakraft <laughs> is, is going to go. Both of these guys have already played this year, though, so it's not like uh, they're they're totally out of nowhere because they've had so many injury problems. But I, I'm guessing both of those guys will come up. But you know, they're really digging all over the place. I don't know how you even decide. Like I was doing some projections on target shares and whatnot. Like even getting to a hundred is pretty difficult with all these different options because you can't give anyone a, a decent share. I mean, how much can you give? Kyle Usechek. How much can you give Ross Dwelly, who's coming in now for for George Kittle? You know, how much can you give to these guys? You can't just give, um, you know, Jarek McKinnon twenty five percent target share or something. So it's just a really weird. I, I just don't know how things are going to end up sorting out for the 49ers. Yeah, it's it's a strange game with a lot of game plan. You know, given you know most of the injuries are to to 
you know, obviously quarterback and the wide receivers, you know, I assume they're going to be running the ball a lot. Uh, we also know that's a strategy that's worked against the Packers before in both of last year's Green Bay, San Francisco games, the conference championship game, as well as their earlier regular season game. And, you know, even as recent as last week, right, the Vikings, when they were playing against the Packers, had a, a very heavy run. Uh, strategy and uh, it worked quite well for them so uh, they may be vulnerable there certainly you know Kyle Shanahan is very good at drawing up game plans but he's operating on a you know they had to shut down the facility today it's it's obviously a short week on a Thursday night game It, it just at some point you worry it's too much and this I think is going to be a really unpredictable game yeah and even even for the running backs it's well, iffy. We, we we just we just don't know what exactly is is going to go on here because, um, you know, Raheem Mostert is out now. He famously was running for about 12 yards per carry against the Packers in the playoffs last year. So so he's out. Tevin Coleman's out. I believe is officially out. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. is on injured reserve. So you have Jarek McKinnon, who I mentioned before, but even he, you know, he's coming back from that ACL injury. He's had quote unquote tired legs and he didn't play that much um, when Jeff Wilson Jr. had got a big workload a couple weeks ago. And then you have Jamichael Hasty, who has come in and has been used quite frequently. And again, that's like that's it. I guess they have other guys who are on the practice squad who they're probably going to bring up there too. But it's just really all three. It's, it's the tight ends, wide receivers, and the running backs and quarterbacks. And then you throw in Trent Williams on top of it. So this is maybe – I can't imagine there being a worse injury situation coming into a week. And it's a short week. And they don't have the practice. And the facility is shut, is shut down. This is a nightmare. It's, yeah, this is um, – this is interesting. Now, Kyle Shanahan can try to take his into into lore of he doesn't need anything. Um, maybe just with his mind, he can move the football down the field without even having to have players. So we'll 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 end up seeing what's going on here. Um, but there are still options out there. Now, I haven't seen props. I'm looking at our props tool and. Um, presumably they're staying away because no one knows what's going to go on here. But for prizepicks.com, uh, one of the companies that we work with, you can get a $100 match, um, up to $100 match on your deposit there using promo code PFF. They do have uh, options on here on prize picks. So you're, you're, what you're doing here essentially for prize picks is you're, you're wagering on whether or not players will get over or under a fantasy point total, and you're pairing them together to try to hit different um, different targets for a number of players, which increases your your payout the more players you have here. So the, what's interesting to me that I find interesting on here is for the for San Francisco, they have Ross Dwelly on here and Jarek McKinnon are still on here, and Dwelly at eight and a half fantasy points, which you know is substantial for him, um, and then McKinnon at twelve, but. You know who's gonna who's gonna score for for these guys? So I feel like those aren't auto plays, but I don't think that they can be conceivably moved up enough, uh, barring just for the fact that there's no one else for them to throw the ball to this week. Yeah, I, like I agree, they're not like auto plays, but like you know immediately, like I was saying earlier, to me this is probably going to be a run heavy game for the Niners. So you know I like to I like taking the over on on uh, McKinnon, right? And you know obviously he may not get every carry and they're gonna 
you know, even when they're pulling up running backs from from who knows where the practice squad. But uh, the the you know, that's that that's that's lean where I go to. That's probably of all the things on here. They obviously have had to cut a lot of players from the selection option as as players have been announced out and they've even started adding uh, plays for the uh, the Sunday games, which usually they don't have up by now. But that's uh, the that's the story of this game. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't see a whole lot. I don't know if you looked at some of these other things. I mean, you have uh, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling at only six and a half, but you know that he pretty much perennially underperforms. They don't have the same injury problems there. I mean, Alan Lazard isn't there, but they have they have plenty of depth around the other positions. Uh, Robert Tunyon is it Tunyon now? I can't even remember. Um, all these pronunciation changes. I believe it's Tunyon is at ten fantasy points. This is over under. It's a little that seems a little steep to me. Um, and Devonte Adams at twenty one. Of course, this is PPR. This is Devonte Adams. He regularly is clocking in at thirty percent target share. So. I wouldn't necessarily know what to do in either direction there. Um, but for the there's kickers, Crosby eight and a half, Gould at eight, or Gold at eight. I know that you you you, you like to look at some kickers. I do. So, I've, uh, I've, it, I've advocated <laughs> the kickers before. I don't I don't hate uh, So any opinion here. Any I, opinion. I, I mean, I guess if there's blowout risk, right? So a blowout takes kicker away from the team that's getting blown out. Um but it's a seven point game. It's not like a uh, uh, you know, a Jets uh, chief situation yeah and i mean you know the this this is a scoring system that they have right that gives you uh four points for the 40 to 49 yard field goals and five points for 50 plus yard field goals uh you know i i i think that taking uh, over on these uh especially if you're leaning toward the under as i am because of of just how banged up uh they are even though the packers do tend to be one of the the heavier total teams because they go pretty fast the niners have actually been very game script dependent which is unfortunate for trying to predict like if they're they're doing the smart thing which is you know if you're ahead run slower and if you're behind run your offense faster so um but uh you know that, that that can shake things up but nonetheless i feel like in this scoring system eight and eight and a half are fairly on the low side for for uh you know totals for this game like you know eight you can just get eight with like a 40 yard field goal like a short field goal and an extra point right like it's it's not that hard to get to it no house advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the nba mlb nfl and pga for cash prizes this is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that. So I, I, th- I think those guys, those guys are in play too. 
Um, let's transition to sh to showdown. So this is the DraftKings single game slate. Uh, the different contests they have there where you choose one captain option, which provides one and a half times the scoring, also one and a half times the salary. And then you surround that with five flex options for for this. Now, these Thursday night contests are, are enormous. Uh, the biggest one, I think, is a total of 2.25 million. Um, so it, it's, it's a big one here. The question with this, though, when I was modeling this out, is generally when you're modeling the ownership here, you want... The ownership you, you want the spend for for your modeled ownership to get close-ish to to fifty grand, which is the total amount of salary. I mean, you're not going to hit exactly fifty grand because every single person is not going to spend the entire amount, and there's a lot of benefit to spending under. But for this one, it's it's almost impossible to get to get to that amount because everyone's gone, and you know that there are just a lot of players who are going to be used as min-price options. I mean, we didn't even talk about in the Packers backfield the fact that Aaron Jones is likely out. I mean, I'm projecting him as being out. I think that's 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 fairly safe. Jamal Williams is out um, because he was a close contact with A.J. Dillon, the rookie, who was also out. So, for the, for the Packers, the min-price options here, you have Tyler Irvin, who's been used as a wide receiver slash running back, although he's really the guy who interests me the most because he was kind of a workhorse running back in college. Now, he was he's, he was you know a 200-pound type of guy, so he's not a huge guy, but he's at least a legitimate running back. This isn't a Ty Montgomery situation where it's a wide receiver trying to transition to being a running back. So he's there. Dexter Williams is a rookie from 2019 who has barely done anything. I think he has five career carries, but he's going to be the the other guy in the backfield there, both min price options. Uh, any any feelings on Irvin or or Williams? Um, not specifically by name, but I do agree with your overall strategy, right? Of like this is going to be a game where we don't know exactly what's going to happen. So you know, picking uh, a, a decent number of low min price sort of players to try to get some diversity. Uh, seems like the the right sort of game theory angle, especially if you're going to be playing multiple en entries, picking different ones on different uh, different player sets. Yeah, yeah. So we have, like I said, so Irvin is mid priced, well, along with Williams, and then players who are presumably going to be starters, like uh, Richie James uh, Jr., who I mentioned before, he is min priced. Trent Taylor, who's the other wide receiver, is a little bit more. Um, expensive but he's still $400 as opposed to $200 min, min priced and you know Kevin White and River Kraft if that's how he's pronounced are both are both going to be on there but i guess when, when when i built this together what i ended up finding out is that because of all these low salaries that people are going to be using it's really going to push the guy's ownership in my in my assumption for Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers for Jarek McKinnon um for Jamichael Hasty to a degree um, it's just going to push those guys' ownership too high for them to legitimately be able to to pay off. Like again, we've mentioned this is um, you know, this is a seven point spread. It's not like the Devonte Adams is gonna is gonna justify the ownership he's having. But I'm I'm guessing like at, at the captain spot, he's going to be more than twenty percent owned, just because everyone's going to have room to, to to put him into to that captain spot. So therefore, it makes some other guys more attractive to me. Um, 
And, you know, like I mentioned Marquez Valdez Scantling earlier. He's like the most hated receiver because he never produces, but he's a guy who who pops here as it has it having some potential. So I do think if you're gonna build a lineup, what I'm what I've been doing here when I've been going through it is try to use the salary judiciously maybe put someone like Adams in, in the captain I'm not necessarily against that but then also don't be afraid to put in guys like if it's Ross Dwelly if it's Marquez Valdez Scantling um if it's Robert Tunyon you know these guys were, were priced beforehand so they're they're priced up pretty high and a lot of people may just be fading them entirely because they're not they're not thrilling options and they can get these min price options instead. But, you know, if they hit, you're going to have that huge amount of diversification and in a huge contest with hundreds of thousands of participants, you don't want to be splitting that prize if you do have a chance of winning. So I, I think that's that's the strategy that I would recommend uh, for, for this showdown contest. Yeah, that, make, that makes a lot of sense to me uh, in terms of doing like that. Do you uh, are you looking at anything in terms of like, uh, you know, maybe people don't have a lot of confidence in Nick Mullins, and so maybe there's value on him or, or other things like that. Yeah. Yeah, Mullins, Mullins shows up. So, yeah, he, he definitely shows up as, as he's a pretty interesting, I think, captain option. He doesn't, he never really runs, so it's a little bit difficult maybe to get there, but I do think he's an interesting caption, captain option on a team that is going to have to diversify how they're accumulating yards, right? Um, with, with all of these lower tier options. So there's not like a Brandon Ayuk who's going to come in and maybe get 20% share of targets to get to there, get there. So yeah, I'm glad that you brought him up because again, he's probably, a, he's a pretty strong option, I think, to throw into either the captain and definitely in, in the flex slot to try to, um, you know, take advantage of people just completely fading this, this 49ers offense. Cool. Makes sense right, to me. All right, well, uh, Lee, once again, thank you for, for joining me on Thursday night. Uh, this will go out in the morning. Hopefully, there will actually be a game to be played. <laughs> As of right now, we're, 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 we're pushing forward. Um, so uh, hopefully, it'll be, it'll be a game that we can enjoy. We've, been, we've enjoyed worse, I would say, yes. in the past. So we'll, we'll, see how this, we'll, we'll see how this goes. But I appreciate everyone listening. Once again, it's the PFF Daily Betting Podcast coming at you every day of the week. And this was the Thursday Night Football Edition. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.